With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hardis, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen's Minnesota Vikings passing game. Hope you've all had a you know good start into July, but we got far more of these to continue. Only, you know, about a month now until preseason football. I can't wait. Fantasy drafts, if you haven't been doing best ball, should be getting started again soon. Great, great day, great time to be great, everyone. So with that said, let's focus on the Vikings passing game because last year, I understand, you know, we didn't get the playoff success that a lot of Vikings fans were hoping for, but that was not because of this offense. They ranked 11th in scoring and they scored 26.9 points per game, at least 26 points in all but four games last year. The problem was the defense. Only the Raiders had the same margin between uh, points for game rank and points for game allowed rank than the Vikings last season. Like Mike Zimmer before the year basically said, I've never coached a bad defense. I don't plan on coaching a bad defense here in 2020. Unfortunately, Mike Zimmer can no longer say that because the league's reigning 29th ranked scoring defense was anybody's idea of a fairly awful defense last season. But I just don't think people necessarily realize how good the Vikings were. They sent Stefan Diggs to Buffalo. On any other like trade, they'd probably be considered the giant losers of that because of how freaking good Diggs was with the Bills last year. But because of how damn good Justin Jefferson is in his own right, we're actually looking at a trade where I think both teams got better and got what they wanted. So you throw in the presence of Dalvin Cook, and again, this was a lethal offense, everybody. Last year, in terms of EPA per run or pass play, which is just expected points added uh, per play. It's a good way to kind of get everything down to points, which matter most in uh, football. And then also just keeping in mind, you know, what was expected, like how much did this play help your chances of winning the game? And with that in mind, you know, I got a little chart. Uh, you can check it out in the article on pff.com where it just shows you the only five teams that were positive in both running and passing last year. They were the Vikings, the Saints, the Titans, the Ravens, and the Cardinals. Now, most teams were positive passing the ball. The Vikings were one the unique six teams you can also put the patriots in there that also were good running the ball so however you want to do it whatever you know defenses were kind of trying to put up against the vikings last year they usually had an answer through either the run or pass game and jefferson was a massive reason why i remember i wrote an article 
towards the end of last season, just about how Jefferson, he wasn't just having a great rookie season. He was having a great, I'm an alpha number one wide receiver season overall among 84 wide receivers with at least 50 targets. Jefferson ranked second PFF receiving grade second yards per out run behind only Devonte Adams. And both of those ninth in yards per catch tied for 22nd yards after the catch per reception, 14th and wide receiver rating. So, and so, some of the counting numbers are just truly ridiculous as well. Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, only guys with, or excuse me, just a top the leaderboard with 23 catches of at least 20 yards. His 1,400 receiving yards were the most by a first-year receiver in the Super Bowl era, uh, narrowly edging Anquan Bolden and Randy Moss. And his seven games with at least 100 receiving yards tied with OBJ for the most by a rookie in the past 50 years. That's going to be a sheesh for me, ladies and mostly – or. Yeah, ladies and mostly gentlemen. There we go. We're back, everyone. But uh, look, the craziest part about Jefferson is he just turned 22. This guy was doing all this as a 21-year-old. He didn't even earn the starting role until week three. I mean, I think we all remember that Titans game where he just went off. He had the sick touchdown where he was already hitting the gritty by the 10 yard line. It seemed like after, uh, you know, spinning away from a couple guys. So the fact that Jefferson did all this, despite not even earning the full-time role until week three is, is just crazy because after week or from week three on only Devonte Adams, Tyree kill and Stefan Diggs outscored Jefferson in fantasy league full point per reception scoring again, people just wasn't just, a great rookie receiver he was a great arguable top five receiver already as a rookie two very separate things and jefferson deserves to be applauded for his efforts in 2020 wasn't the only great vikings receiver though obviously also had adam thielen people forget the guy scored 14 touchdowns last year like the most quiet 14 touchdown season says Musa muhammad back in 2004 or whenever that was i think Musa might have even gotten the 16 shout out Musa muhammad but basically it's the same old same old for thielen since he took over the starting role in the offense you know one of the best undrafted stories you can find in 2016, PPR wide receiver 30, nothing crazy. 2017, wide receiver 9. 2018, wide receiver 7. Uh, 2019, he slipped. He was just a wide receiver 56. But that was in 10 injury-riddled games where, you know, we saw him still making plays in the playoffs. He had that great catch over Marshawn Lattimore to clinch the uh, wild card win over the Saints. Just, he was out there like, running around, but like not even getting targeted because they knew he was hurt. So throwing out 2019, then we had 2020 where he finished as the PPR wide receiver 10. So his last three years where he hasn't been injured a lot, wide receiver 10, wide receiver seven and wide receiver nine. That is some pretty good production right there, people. And the issue though, Again, we're trying to project 2021 as great as Thielen was last year. I'm a little concerned he's going to repeat it because the targets per game just fell off a cliff. I mean, 2017 and 2018, he had over 140 targets in both seasons. It was 8.9 and 9.6 uh, targets per game. Last year, just 7.2 targets per game, almost a full two targets per game drop off from what we saw in even 2017. So again, still turned in a top 10 performance with 14 trips to the end zone. And I don't want to just be the guy that yells regression because yeah, he is going to regress in this touchdown scoring department regression just means he's going to go from an outlaw performance whether that's positive or negative he's going to return to something closer to the mean and and Thielen it will probably do that because he's not going to score 14 touchdowns on 108 targets it doesn't mean he got lucky last year he's a great NFL receiver that's why he was able to achieve that we just can't necessarily expect Adam Thielen who turns 31 in August to continue to be the scoring outlier he can still have a great season we probably just need some more targets which hey you just had this great of a season. You should be getting more targets. And that's why we do see a 
efficiency stuff regress because great players get more volume after they make great plays. It is just a problem when considering, is he going to get more volume? Because we got Justin Jefferson on the other side, still a run first offense. The one good thing going for Thielen though, is the fact that cousins, he really like hones in on his top two receivers more than just about any quarterback last year. I took the uh, combined target share and air yard share from every single team's uh, top two players. It could be a running back, it could be a tight end wide receiver, top two pass game options. Only DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett boasted the higher combined target share than Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen by a whopping 0.1%. So basically, you know, Russ and Kirk just both feeding their top two guys more than anyone. And then DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson were the only duo to beat Jefferson and Thielen when it came to air yard share, which for those that don't know air yards, those are just the total amount of yards on, you know, it's your average target depth times targets. So you're taking, you know, if it's a, 50 yard incomplete bomb to Jefferson down the sideline. He still gets 50 errors for that, despite not catching it. So it's just a good way of kind of seeing who is really getting a lot of the fantasy friendly downfield opportunities. So cousins loves them. We know they're great receivers takes us right into the rankings. I have Justin Jefferson as my PPR wide receiver, nine Thielen as my wide receiver, 28 ADP. I'm a, just a tad lower on Jefferson. He's coming in as a wide receiver, eight over an underdog and Adam Thielen down at wide receiver 23. Justin Jefferson, I just entered this dynasty uh, draft with uh, the score. Justin Boone put it on with all of us. I took Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver one in dynasty. I think he deserves that. Again, he just turned 22 on June 16th. With all due respect to my guy, AJB, you know, DK Metcalf has a word. You know, the CD Lamb stands out there and might want him as the overall wide receiver one. I truly believe Justin Jefferson deserves to be the wide receiver one in dynasty formats of all shapes and sizes. So loving Jefferson and, you know, wide receiver nine, that's cautious. If you want to put him up closer to six, seven, uh, eight, or nine, I don't think, you know, you're crazy for doing so. The issue is just feeling being there in a run first offense. It's why DK Metcalf is a little bit lower, you know, just compared to where he might be. You know, if we gave every single wide receiver in the league, the same exact target share, I think Jefferson would be higher than this, but that's not the game we play. So I have Metcalf one spot ahead of Jefferson and the only guys ahead of them with the exception of Tyree kill are just the uh, number one guys, like undisputed number one guys in their offense, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Deandre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. These guys could literally have target totals. that start with a two next year. And, you know, just saying, Tyreek Hill is better than Jefferson Metcalf at this point. I don't think it's an egregious statement. So love Jefferson, but yeah, with Thielen, he can still be an upside wide receiver three. I'm just trying to get out in front of him potentially having a little drop off again. Father time is undefeated. Thielen will be 31 in August. I would just take, you know, the Bengals wide receivers, Devonte Smith, DJ Moore ahead of him. I just think that with this, not just being an offense with two main pass game options, but also being run first, just not the situation where I'm dying to get my hands on Thielen in the year 2021. Uh, wouldn't pay attention to the other wide receivers in this, in this offense because of how much two tight end stuff they run. And again, just how much cousins already focuses all the target share on their guys i will say people we got to get off Irv smith if you haven't already and if you've been listening to you know my wednesday podcast with andrew erickson here on the pff fantasy football podcast we talked about this uh, back in june but basically Mike Zimmer's already come out and this is Mike Zimmer's from his quote. This is him. This is quote. Honestly, I don't think it's any bigger role for Irv whatsoever. I think it's a bigger role for Tyler Conklin. He's kind of emerged as a guy that's moving upward. And with those two guys, we have a lot of weapons there. Irv always has been able to do what he's been able to do, whether Kyle Rudolph was here or not. We're excited about these two young tight ends that we have. So 
yeah, Irv Smith is probably not going to get the full tight end job. And if you have two tight ends in uh, on a team, you basically have zero in fantasy football. So Irv Smith, somehow only 23 years old, still incredible player. I think it's a good buy low opportunity in dynasty uh, because he's, you know, kind of falling and falling away from that borderline tight end one spot. Just realize people uh, with Tyler Conklin, they're likely not going to see the huge breakthrough. So that's going to conclude this episode of the PFF fantasy football podcast, new episodes every single day throughout the summer. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you again for listening until next time. Take care, everybody. 